0: Here's Frank kuzamana on 590
1: The Fan, KFNS, and 590TheFan.com. All right, welcome to the Hollywood Casino Press Box on the all-new 590 The Fan, and we're delighted to have in studio today two gloating Kansas Jayhawks as they win another game last night, 75-72 against Texas Tech. They are now 13-1. I think they're number one in the RPI, three in the polls, Rob Raines, Alvin Reed, good to be with you, Alvin. Uh, thoughts last night? I'm sure you're watching intently. You got a great team. I I, I don't think I could gloat over that game last night, you're especially the last three minutes. Uh, but hey, you got
2: to win. You got to win on the road. And I always look at it like this: um, in a tough conference like that, kind of Big Ten's the same way. Somebody of the top four teams in the conference is going to lose at Texas Tech, and we we won at Texas Tech. So on to the next one. That's that's all I can say.
3: Rob, yes, sir. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought it was a good, good win. Yeah, anytime you can win a conference game on the road, I think it, yeah. no matter what conference it is, it's, it's a good, it's a good win, and that's how you separate the, the teams. I think what I see that the latest bracketology is that uh, all of the Big Ten, Big Twelve teams are in the conference tournament now, according to Lenardi, except for Texas Tech, and they're the first four out. Yeah, so that, that would be incredible if you get, and that'll never happen. I don't think you can get every team in your conference in that. I field. think you
2: lose too many conference games yeah,
3: to one another. Look what K-State did at Texas last time. I, well, how do you score that many points? Yeah, I, Holy cow. But but Kansas, by the way,
1: and, and I'm shocked by it because they lost so much off a national championship team, mm-hmm. but they really do have like three great players in their starting line. I mean, Jalen Wilson's averaging 20 points a game. Nobody talks about him. Dewan Harris... Outside of Yuri Collins, maybe the best passer in college basketball, and then this Grady Dick, who wasn't unbelievable last night, it has to be one of the top ten freshmen in America.
3: What a I, team! To, to me, one of the most interesting stats about any Bill Self era team: he's only had two players in his tenure at Kansas who averaged twenty points a game. That, Is that right? Yeah, so if, so if Paul Pierce. Paul was Pierce one, was one. No, it was, it was Simeon and and um, Rayford uh, Friends. No, 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 no uh, Mason Frank Mason. Okay, Uh-oh. right, right.
2: Paul Pierce didn't. Man, have I think Pierce 20? was like nineteen oh, seven, 20, yeah. or wow. like it was really close, right?
3: So, huh. yeah, so that's so. And I think that counts tournament two.
2: So he, yeah, probably,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Good with with the team that they have now. What people don't understand is that um, it, Jalen wasn't playing at this time last year because he had got a DWI, yeah, and so he missed like all of the early games. Then he was. Rounding kind of into shape, but it was always said that man, he's a he's a really really good player, and I think people are like, oh, where'd this guy come from? Well, he was he was on the team last year. You just really didn't see how well he could He was, play he,
3: was he was playing behind Chris Brown, some of those other guys too. Right. He didn't get as much of a chance to right. play. So they annihilated Mizzou, but outside of that
1: blemish on the Tigers' season, they've been out of sight. They've been perfect. They're at Arkansas tonight. Arkansas missing two of their best players. How about in such a short time span what Dennis Gates has done? I mean, everything he's done, bringing in 22- to 24-year-old, a bunch of guards, lightening up the schedule, recruiting three, four stars for next year. This has been the best thing to happen to Mizzou basketball in a long, long time.
2: Absolutely. It's um, I had written in my, coming into this year, my column. I said things I'd like to see. I said I would like to see, you know, Dennis Gates get his Missouri basketball team into, you know, the NCAA tournament. And I wrote this column literally like about five days after they had just got blown out. So I had no idea that they would actually get it back on register that quickly.
1: You know, it's. Yeah, back-to-back blowouts mm-hmm. against Illinois and Kentucky where yeah, the games weren't even
2: close. Right. And, you know, you think like, well, all right. you I mean, it's after they got killed by Kansas. And i think like, I don't know where it's going from here, but obviously he got it together. Now somehow the other Arkansas is still favored by seven points. I might have to look examine that one as far as the fiduciary concern, because like I don't think they're giving Missouri their due.
1: Yeah. How about the whole idea? I don't know why more coaches don't do it play a bunch of guards who have ball skills Mm -hmm. who are unselfish and make that extra pass i mean that thing against illinois that was the most impressive i've seen missouri Mm -hmm. in st louis since stepanovich and sunville beat north carolina and michael Jordan. well i don't
2: know like what the triple overtime they won or whatever they were playing a much much better
1: team yeah i would say But they didn't have pros on that team i mean Let's face it. That team, Stojanovic, first round pick. Sunville, first oh, round right. pick. Ricky okay. Frazier, second round pick. Okay, good point. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Great, great players. But all right, um, I want to read you this quote, and it's not sports related, but I I really want to get your reaction. Okay, first half of your life, you sacrifice your health to try to accumulate wealth, and you spend the second half of your life sacrificing your wealth. To get your health back again.
2: Okay, at sixty-two, I could say that m- maybe not the second half of the whole. Thing.
1: Well, you're okay now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like now, you're I'm, still a little young.
2: I'm, I'm still young, but also I'm also, and you know, I'm like a lot of people now. I'm thinking like, I really do see, a you know, maybe like a couple of years from now. I'm I'm, you know you not I'm doing gonna, anything? I'm going to find an, an easier path. I mean, God bless putting out the best African-American newspaper in the country every week. But, Which it is. It's you know, like, I, I could see myself <laughs> <a> break? seriously. <laughs> hey, you know, I am, I'm going be 65 and, you know, sixty four, sixty five, 65 and done. I, and I didn't think that when I was younger.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't like, oh, know, I'm going to go until I yeah. can't go anymore. The one one thing I think we all have going for us, and we're all kind of in the same demographic group here, is that what we do for a living, now Frank's a little bit tougher, but what you and I basically do for a living, it's not like it's... Rocket science, you know, or or like we're not digging ditches or building houses. So, so oh, gets, you
1: think what I do is rocket? I mean. well, it, it, it's more so
3: than what we do because you have to be on television yeah, every night. I uh, spend uh,
1: half of my life talking about guys running around in short pants right. with tank tops on, trying to
3: stuff a ball through a hole. Yeah. Well, we write about them.
1: <laughs> we write about
2: them. Right, yeah. and then I get to act like I've got some, you know, real. True knowledge on a you know Dottie Brook once a week, but even then, it's just kind of <laughs> like, yeah, I cannot complain about what I have to do every day. Right. That's not the point. It's just that. Oh well, you know.
1: What do you think you would have done if there wasn't sports?
2: You know what? I could have. I I thought about going to law school, and I don't know how long I would have liked to do it. But I told people I said if I had gone to law school and and passed the bar exam, I don't know that I would have ever like did cases. I would have probably um found a job that they needed somebody that with some legal skills or something like that. Maybe wrote, maybe, you know, wrote for the law journal. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know that I would have been an attorney. But I you know, or I would have been an attorney. I just don't know I would have done trial cases. And other than that, I sometimes I think of the you know, like if I would, when I met you, Rob, yeah. I was still at an age where if I wanted you know, I think I was like, So what if you had just found some minor league baseball broadcasting job off in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I was coming from Danville. You know, I'd made all the stops by, you know, by that time. And I said, like, could you go back to a little town and maybe, you know, broadcast minor league baseball team at 62 years old. I can now say that that wouldn't have been the worst thing at that age. I would have said, are you crazy? I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I live in Northern Virginia and I'm doing this, but I was 32 years old. And I had plenty of time to do a lot of things. So. You know, that twenty twenty
3: hindsight. And Rob, what would you have done? I can't imagine not being involved in sports in some capacity. I mean, whether I wasn't a writer, I would have had to think I would have had to be involved in a team management or something. I mean, I the only thing I can think of, I guess, if I hadn't been in sports would have been it'd be a teacher of some sort. I don't yeah. I don't
1: really know. My mom not. made me take the LSAT. I, that's
2: I didn't have to take it, but I took it because back then you could take it for free. They they Right. Yeah. I under whatever circumstance. And it was my last semester at KU. Yeah. And I went and I I took it and I think Man, I'm probably gonna get forty eight. Did you pass? I passed. And that was the that was why I was like Wait,
1: oh. forty eight passes?
2: No, no, no. I said I thought I'd probably get a forty eight. Oh, okay. All right.
1: Yeah. I, I left midway through it, I cause my I've told this to Joe, I think. But I had a Mazda RX seven, it was packed with about four suits and clothes, and I was on my way to start my first job in Kingsport, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And my mom said, well, we already paid for this, because we did have to pay for it, I was like 50 bucks. You take it, it doesn't matter, just take it, because I was literally driving to Kingsport, Tennessee right after that exam, and midway through the exam, I looked around and I saw somebody with wire rim glasses on. And I said, "He wants to defend criminals. I wanted to. I want to defend Reggie Jackson's credentials for the Hall of Fame." So I just got up, put kept the pencil there, and then for the next six months, my mom would call me and she'd say, "Have you gotten the results back from the SAT? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever tell her the truth?" I think about twenty years later, but yeah, it took a long time. <laughs> so I don't know what must got lost in the mail, mom. Yeah. So all right, how about? I hope you guys were watching some of it. But maybe the most exhilarating or one of the most exhilarating hockey games of the year. And the fact that you go into that game without the players who have the best two resumes for their careers on your team, in Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly, and you're playing against the Leafs who've given up 94 goals, which is the second lowest total in the league, and you win the game six to five. Nobody saw that coming.
3: That's what we love about sports, right? Yeah, you, you never know, you know, never know. Anybody that makes says they can make money betting on sports, I don't know how they do it.
1: No, I'd love to have somebody email right. or text in right now eight five five two eight two eighty two fifty five who says that they consistently gamble every night and they do okay. No, I
2: don't, I don't, I don't think, think it's possible. You know, look, I, yeah. I don't think it's possible either. I pick my spots, and and i feel like I've done a good
1: job. Just, just how many bets do you make in a, in a year? Three hundred sixty five days. What do you how many? ten? Ten
2: and most of those. That's not bad. That's not very many. That's like ten, at most, right? And I think if it's if it's maybe up to fifteen. But the thing with that is, I'm also counting if I if it's I count fantasy league or the football pool as one. Okay, over the course of the year, if I do, I'm in two football pools that are online. I count that as one wage because it costs 50 bucks to play. Uh,
1: can you imagine betting daily hockey <laughs> oh, and baseball no. and basketball? I don't even know how you bet on baseball. I, on we've, I think we've had, we this, had this conversation, conversation before. before. Yeah, I don't even know how you do it. <laughs> okay, so I have a good friend who bets the do- he What he did was he basically bet the Dodgers all season, and he did win because the Dodgers won so many freaking games. Right. Now, sometimes the odds when they're playing, you know, a bad team like the Pirates, but still you make something. You just bet the Dodgers to win every game. Yes, the, you have to bet it high enough to make a profit off of it.
2: Yeah. You know, like I say, if they're like, you know, you, to, to win your hundred dollars, you have to bet three hundred dollars. That's what I never do. I said, No, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't care what team is favored by how many. That's where it goes awry. Like last night. I mean, like, oh yeah, it, okay, what do you think you would have got? So, like, I don't i wanna bet blue scoring six goals. Oh, I don't gosh, care if they win be... or lose. You'd have made it a fortune. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: all right i have a friend that says let me read this hold on i have a friend that has said that he does daily fantasy every night like 15 to 20 rosters and i'm usually ahead at the end of the week i may lose 40 rosters in a row and then hit one for 500 and i'm ahead
2: so that's like playing keno at the you know (laughs) when you go out to a bar you know like when you when you hit a big one, it does. So, like, you know what? got a little five dollars I play. I think i like, yeah, okay. That covered two
1: years worth. Um, another quick thought on the game last night is, you know, the guy with the C, Ryan O'Reilly, obviously he's not playing. But kind of the blood and guts of this franchise, and we've known it since he came, is Braden Shen. And he had... You know, he scored the the winner in the shootout. He had the great assist. He had the great goal. And, you know, he's an undersized heavyweight, but he's probably the best fighter on the team, too. Or There's just not many guys that fight. That guy, I mean, he just kind of lifted that team. And then you have a guy like Jordan Binnington, who had a statistically a really mediocre game he gave up five goals i think on the first 27 shots but then in overtime he has that right leg kicking out and making that in un- the shootout made that great save so
2: yeah. well that's why he's there because he yeah. made a great one you know what they they had as many wins as losses when they you know put o'reilly and teresico on the injury right and they're going to have as many wins as they have losses when they come back i think the blues are going to be a 500 hockey team just like they were before now what happens when they come back We'll see. But I honestly think, I don't think they'll go under, but I don't think they'll surge either. I think they'll be right where they are right now.
1: One hockey observer brought up an interesting point to me. He said, now that he has kind of a younger team, this is probably kind of what Craig Berube likes. Not that he doesn't want to have O'Reilly and Tarasenko in the lineup, but to have a bunch of young guys buying into what he's saying, kind of advantage. Well, I'll give you an example.
2: Okay, right now go say Warriors look better than they had all season with mm-hmm. yeah. you're just like yeah. night, you're looking at them the other night and you're just kind of like i i kind of get it everybody's got to do something we can't stand around and watch guys you know jack the ball 40 times and lead us to victory we all have to be hustling and diving and you know hitting our shots and it's a different they just look different
1: yeah. So Blues can do the same thing. All right. A couple of quick college football thoughts. I know we want to make – we all want to be – we are guilty of being prisoner of the moment type of reporters. But I just can't imagine there's ever been a seven-hour period like that on Saturday. It was
2: unbelievable. Unbelievable. It really was. Even if you – that was one that, um, you know, like even if you didn't have a rooting interest or really didn't follow college football that closely – for some reason you were someplace and these games were being played you were like this is this is something yeah. else so like you know and it was it was really
1: it probably killed it, a lot of new year's eve parties because people <laughs> want to talk about oh TV. and they were right. right. all they do is we had to have to the ball
3: dropping on one set of tv and then and yeah. so you watch the game on the other TV right and yeah listen. uh
2: you know and to have it what in both games to have it come down to to, to what they came down to. you know, that's much.
3: what they'd want. You know, that's what the college football system right. had they'd wanted forever and it never got it. Never you know, got what, it. There was yeah, like three we, out of three times there've been a game that was decided by less than right. know, one touchdown or something. Yeah, and I, I wonder if NIL and the portal
1: has something to do with us having with with having two great games. Hmm. Because they've there have always been these terrible mismatches, but now anybody can get players. And TCU can play with the heavyweights with with enough transfers and older guys. Right, and you know, well, you got to have a quarterback, and so yeah, next Duggan is that. really
2: good. Right, and if you have that, then that's your that's the biggest step forward um, that you can make. I'm still not convinced because we're just now into it of just exactly what this impact is going to totally be. I. I think it's a factor now, but I don't think it is I don't think we know how this is still gonna play
1: yeah. play out. In terms of the championship game, I know that nobody's gonna pick TCU, but I will say this if there is a weakness with Georgia, it's the back end of their defense. And if there's a strength for TCU, it's Quentin Johnson who's gonna be <coughs> the number one pick in the draft. I'm wondering if Duggan goes off if they could really make this interesting. If they could stop him a few times, yeah, just make the game interesting. Just don't
3: get run over in the first quarter. I think they'll be. Right. And like we've said before <clears throat> about betting sports, the percentages—how how much a team can go undefeated two years in a row and win, you know, two back-to-back national championships—that just doesn't happen,
2: right? Soon. So that's a yeah. that's an excellent point. Well, what
1: is the spread as we speak? Is I like think this?
2: it's like six and a half. Um, I. That still may not be enough for me to bet T.C. Oh to no, no, no! I I would kind of agree with you, but keep in mind they they didn't have any problem last week,
3: and I don't I think, think, think they, Michigan. I think they kind of like being the underdog too. I think they oh, do.
2: And I don't think Michigan is a terrible team. Hmm. I don't think Ohio State is a terrible team. Like didn't deserve to be there and were lucky to hang or whatever. I think they just both those teams just got beaten. Ohio State with, needs to has to sleep with the fact that their kicker just just blew it i mean they did everything you were supposed to do to reach the championship game and it comes down to one kid and you know if you're not even close there's nothing you can say you're just
3: like well yeah but can you expect him really to make a 50 yard kick under that situation well, he i mean could, it wouldn't he'd done it but that, well he it straight
1: you know. <laughs> yeah that was that was rough
3: <laughs> that
2: that's was all wrong. i'm saying like wow you 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 just have to say like oh well you know wide right wide left that's one thing or you know but Ooh, okay But no It came down to that You would hope You could have got 10 more yards 15 more yards I thought You know Michigan handled The latter end Of the fourth quarter Horribly It was like They were just play- they, It was almost like They were playing In the third quarter Not the fourth quarter So like You all need to like Pick up little,
1: pace. A little, a little You don't have a to hurry, right, hurry
3: up But yeah. you need to like I thought you had more time yeah. So
1: the national championship game Is 12 at the moment Is it 12? Holy well, cow Well 12 is a
2: lot 12 yeah, is yeah, trying yeah. Now 12 is trying To draw in TCU. They're trying to support the money. Yeah, they, they, they got to
1: get some some players on TCU. All right, let's take our first break. We have Rob Raines. We have Alvin Reed with us. Um, we'll take a break. Cole, you take it. And then when we come back, we'll talk a little Cardinal baseball.
4: Sounds good to me. I love starting off the show with this one whenever I can. We're talking about Maryville University. We're talking about the text line. Be a part of the show. Hit us up. 855 we'll respond to you, we'll get your name out there on the air, and you can find out more information about this outstanding university in town and country by visiting maryville.edu. Maryville University offers more than 30 degrees online, which does include bachelor's degrees, with no entrance exams and no application fees. They've been empowering students for nearly 150 years, so they know that there's no time like the present to focus on your future. And Maryville makes it so that you can learn your way with streamlined programs and a dynamic curriculum, academics, athletics, admissions, and more. Learn everything you need to know about Maryville University at maryville.edu. And Hollywood Casino is the title sponsor of the Press Box. Concerts are going to be in full swing at that amphitheater for the 2023 season. Check out HollywoodCasinoStLouis.com. Visit their entertainment section. They have a little subcategory for the amphitheater. Got to scroll down a little bit because there's going to be some imaging at the top. But that is going to be where the roster is going to be located. Get your tickets early, so that way when your favorite bands and your favorite artists get added to the roster, you can get the best seats in the house. And be sure to take advantage of the amphitheater shuttle when you go. Remember, it takes you from the casino to the amphitheater and back to the casino after the show with no hassle and no traffic. And they got you covered if you're feeling hungry. Remember, they got the Final Cut Steakhouse, they got 99 Hobbs House, and they got Charlie Jitos. The Hollywood Casino, St. Louis, the title sponsor of the Press Box.
0: Jim Hayes here to tell you about one of my favorites, the Village Bar. The Village Bar has been in business since 1948, and it's a great place to watch the games. Located in the heart of De enjoy a wide range of great food and drink options, including the coldest beer in town. Known for their homemade onion rings, great burgers, and cheeseburgers, the Village Bar is a St. Louis tradition. For an awesome time, cold drinks, and great food, head on over to the Village Bar. You'll be glad you did.
5: Frustrated with stains, Mark's Appliance is your destination for Maytag laundry pairs built with extra power to take on everyday tough stains. Some stains dissolve best in hot water, others in cold. Now you can fight both with the push of a button. Select Maytag washers feature the extra power button to boost stain fighting performance with a dual temperature wash. Stop in today and shop select Maytag laundry pairs that deliver extra power from start to finish. Mark's Appliance in Edwardsville at 1507 Troy Road. Call us at 618-656-9600 or shop online at marksappliance.com.
6: Are you jewelry shopping? Well, Paramount Jewelers has new merchandise rolling in daily. Don't wait until the fall to do your holiday shopping. Get it done ahead of time at Paramount Jewelers. Find wood watches, custom-designed charm bracelets, and designer sterling with natural stone and gold. Don't forget to check out their brand-new line of amylate, a rare and unusual gemstone. And Paramount Jewelers can always customize any type of creation to make it a -a one-of-a-kind piece. Located in downtown Maplewood, just look for the iconic neon sign. Learn more at ParamountJewelers.com.
0: This is Hot Take Central Fun, 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 fun Day mornings at seven. I
5: need to look like don't mess with me kind of thing. No, oh, yeah. And I've always had it. And that then mentality. they messed with you.
0: Me. Join Cam Jansen, Charlie Marlowe, and Jim Hayes.
5: I've had no professional training. This is an undefeated
0: heavyweight champ. Let me tell you something. I don't want to pile on, but I'm going to. Join us for Hot Take Central on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.
6: Remember that kind of stuff, buddy. remember that. All right. Thanks. Cam. Come on. Joe Presta Jr. here for the Pasta House Company, where every order is made to order with fresh ingredients. The great Italian meal is as close as the Pasta House Company. With dine-in, curbside pickup, and delivery, order online at www.pastahouse.com. It's Alive Automotive is looking for experienced technicians that are dedicated, personable, and team players. If your experience in the repair and restoration of classic cars are hardworking and reliable, It's Alive Automotive wants to speak to you. Call them today at 314-710-6600.
4: Okay, I'm talking funny because I'm in the witness protection program.
0: I have too much credit card debt and I don't want people to find me. Okay, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about credit card debt. Right, those plastic things that we all have in our wallet. Are you in your 50s or 60s and you're still carrying around a mound of credit card debt? Wouldn't it be nice to start banking that money and save a little money for retirement down the road? We help people restructure their credit card debt all the time. We show people how they can get out of credit card debt in months, not years. Listen, you'll be carrying around credit card debt for the rest of your life, unless you deal with it right now. We offer a free consultation so you can learn how you can finally wipe out your credit card debt and start saving money. Give us a free call right now. Call Debt Solutions Network now. 800-593-0297 800-593-0297 That's 800-593-0297 Welcome back to the Hollywood Casino Press Box. Now back to Frank Cusimano on 590 The Fan and (laughs) 590TheFan.com.
1: And welcome back, Hollywood Casino Press Box, all new Five Night of the Fan. Alvin Reed, Rob Raines in studio. Alvin with Donnie Brooke and the St. Louis American. And Rob, one of the best baseball writers we've ever had in our town. His, he's a great follow on Twitter, by the way, especially during the season. All right, um, quick little bit of news. Dana White has now apologized for his physical altercation with his wife, the UFC czar. And the video is unbelievable where she slaps him, they're at a bar, and then he slaps her right back. I mean, it was unbelievable. So I want you to put the volume up so they can hear it. This is Sean Connery talking about contact with a woman with the late, great Barbara Walters.
4: You did an interview in which you said, not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist, it's better to do it with an open hand.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love
1: that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't? No, not at all. You think it's good to
4: slap a woman?
1: No, I don't think it's good. You don't think think it's bad? I don't think it's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. What would merit it? Well, if you have tried everything else, and women are pretty good at this, that they can't leave it alone. Uh, they don't they want to have the, the the last
3: word, and you give them the last last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again, and and get into a really provocative situation. Then I
0: think it's absolutely right.
3: Imagine wow. saying yes, that! Yes. Could wow. you imagine
2: saying that now? Oh my God! Oh gosh. my
3: God! Well, how about the other, uh, watching all that Barbara Walters stuff, you know, after after she passed away, they had showed the the famous Robin Gibbons, Mike Tyson. Yeah, we played that too. Which which, right. which which she's saying he's saying right next to her, and Barbara Walters asked, "Does he ever hit you? Yeah, 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 I,
2: that's yeah, a the, great question. yeah, yeah, we, oh. we, yeah, often, but." Because.
1: Wow, I just... <laughs> a side note, wasn't she just stunningly attractive? She, she was had a unique quality.
2: Yeah, but she just seemed like
1: there wasn't any question oh, She, she was... wouldn't ask.
3: Yeah. It was just something. Yeah. Like... Oh, you're talking about Barbara Walters? Yeah, she was... was great. No, yeah. oh, I oh absolutely.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. Uh let's get to some baseball talk. Um I always ask you this question and I'll ask you again and I'll ask <laughs> Alvin. It's the Jordan Walker question. I, I get the impression the last time I sat down, John Moselek about two weeks ago, that they're going to give this guy every opportunity. If you had to guess at bats, Jordan Walker this season, gut feel in the big leagues? Yes, sir. Four fifty. Ah, I was going to say four hundred.
3: Wow. I think he's, but I, you don't think that they're going to ha- come in April, though, right? No, I think he's the opening day right fielder, Good. unless unless they make another move between now and then to, to bring in another another hitter of some sort. I think, and, and unless the the two caveats, that's number one. Number two is that he has an okay spring training. I don't think he has to even be you know a dominating player in spring training. But has to hold his own. If he you know goes one for thirty or something, he's not going to make the
2: team. I thought, I, and I, I'll still hold to this. I don't think he starts. With the big league club, only because I think they would basically want to. It's not to hold him back or do the, the like the arbitration thing. I think it's just like uh, we would really like you to go down, start AAA and and light it up. And even if you don't,
3: you'll be here. But just to let you, what did the Braves not, do with uh, Michael Harris? He came straight from AA, but he came. He didn't start the season. He came up by like oh, well, that's into the that's eerily similar, though. right? So maybe just man, get some at bats and and show
2: yourself, you know, because like you know you. It's triple a
3: and you you know struggle a little bit you still know you're coming okay um but the other thing is that you know if, if he's in that opening day lineup he's hitting sixth or seventh it's not like he's batting cleanup yeah or in third and you're right, it's, i mean so, and it's so spring, I think the, there's spring, not as much pressure on him right. that spring that training
2: point. for him is important it's very important right and that could be that could take care of what i'm hoping for him which is to get his feet underneath him i'd love it if he started triple a and just 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 raked and then it's like okay you just you're you're here don't worry about it you're now major leaguer you know he goes over 10 his first 10 at bats and then everybody's like oh maybe he should have done this or maybe he should have done that and that's you know that's just part of it i'm sure he can handle that but that's a little bit more pressure
1: all right which outfielder do you have the most confidence in that's going to have the best season Boy, uh, hold on a second. I, I have you guys <laughs> just pausing like this <laughs> is, gives you an well, idea because, of the confidence level in the Cardinals. No, no, because
3: I have to. I have to qualify the question. You, you talk about which one's going to have the best year. I think it could be like Lars Nubar, but I think you're expecting less out of him than you're expecting out of Tyler O'Neill or Dylan, Dylan Carlson. Oh, well, let me just ask you, who's going to sure. have the highest
1: OPS at the end of the year? i think it'll be dylan
3: carson i think dylan carson yes
1: you know, i he would be like third on my list maybe fourth well because i think that he
2: finally maybe it's just wishful thinking but i think this is the year that he actually plays up to the standard that people appreciate not all-star level don't get me wrong but better than he has been i tell him going will get hurt again i mean tyler Neal is my um zion williamson you know when he's dunking on people with three <laughs> seconds left in the game and talking all that mess all i feel like he's gonna be hurt Another two weeks, and so sure enough, you know. So I kind of look at him mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah,
3: he can get hot as a firecracker." But I think, oh, I think Dylan can have the biggest jump from what he performed, how he performed last year, to how he's going to. Th- his th- okay. If if his wrist and thumb is okay, I just I still really think he was hurt more last year than we know.
2: And when you hurt your wrist in baseball, that's a tough thing. That is that's a
3: tough
1: thing. All right, which pitcher do you think at the end of the season is going to have the best statistics?
3: In terms of
1: like, ERA, it wins, losses. Well, just who's going to have the best year? Well, it better be,
2: for their sake, it better be Flaherty. That's what I was going to say too. I I don't know that he necessarily ends up with the lowest ERA, but I think he could pitch if he could pitch innings. I think he could end up with the most success
1: with yeah. that. Way. So if Jack Flaherty returns to the Jack Flaherty of 2019, could they win it all? Yes, they could
2: win. The division, <laughs> you know, after that,
3: you know, it's. But it's, if you had Flaherty and then you had a, a Michaelis. Um, Flaherty makes that pitching staff pretty good. I mean, you know, yeah. if you have Flaherty, Michael Montgomery, you know, your first three playoff starters and over Wainwright in there. I mean, that's I take my chance. Uh, right.
2: I'm, I'm just saying that once you get in playoffs, it's just I'm I've seen it too many times. now. And the Cardinals have pulled this beat off oh, six and 11. They were the best team going in. But so somebody comes along and just is is hot. People talking about the Phillies going to win, you know, the Phillies can do this, the Phillies <laughs> going to do that. I said, the Phillies going to be probably ready to fire their manager by the All-Star break. They were just, were just a smoking hot team with holes in the lineup. And bad, two two, two very work. good starting pitchers. They two very good starting pitchers.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, in terms of the manager, what would you grade him for last year's work? B minus. I, would, I would say I, I would say a B plus. Why would you say B minus? That's almost a C. I think that. No, you
2: you're mind? right. You're
1: right. No, wait. Now let me let
2: me let me correct myself. Maybe what I'm saying is is that let's take a play. Let's take away the, the pluses and the minuses, and I would give him a B, and you gave him a B, right? Yeah. Right. I don't think it was
3: awful. I think it was close between a B and an A. I, yeah, yeah, I he yeah. Really did yeah. yeah. Job. I mean, I think. What would be your
1: issue that he wouldn't be a high B and close to an A? I I. Think there
2: were times where, kind of like the team was running itself instead of him running the team, but I think that goes with experience. And I think that at the end of the year, the last thing I think any manager would want to do was when they started to fall off, said like, you know, guys, hey, we're not, we're not here every night to watch Albert Pujols in home runs and say goodbye to Yadier Molina. We're out here getting up, losing too many damn games. You know, let's we've been really good you know we've been it let's 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 stay hot let's let's win games let's not you know even make this a contest milwaukee doesn't want any you know these teams are folding you know but we we're losing let's let's snap out of that and i think they carried that a little bit into the into the playoffs
1: I thought he did a really nice job with handling Albert in general because when Albert couldn't hit a lick, mm-hmm. he did not play Albert. Right. And then when he started hitting, I don't care if it's a right hand pitcher, you're in the lineup, you're one of my best players. And I thought also, too, like he was tough on some younger players, like Bader's not young, but when Bader, didn't run that thing out. You're benched. Yeah, he, you know, and I don't know if you could have ruled the thing with an iron hand with Yadi, Weino, and out and you're 35 yeah. years old.
3: I'm a, it's going to be interesting to see how he, how he does this season without Yadi there, without pools there, without having to worry about kind of massaging. You know their egos a little bit because Wainwright, Wainwright's a different case. Pitchers are a different case when they're only pitching right. once every five days, and he's going to manage himself, so you don't have to worry about about yeah. him. And, 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 the, and you the, know the maybe
2: up. right, and maybe he, you know, needed to come
3: to the
2: to the realization that all right, I'm managing twenty two guys, not twenty five. Those three, I, you know, we'll do what we do, but just keep everybody else understanding. You yeah. know, like hey, I feel like rest of the team is a little bit in awe of what is going on. And, mm-hmm. and it's not disrespectful to say, like, I'm really not here to, to celebrate home runs and all that. I'm here to, you know, keep us winning and keep us, you know, uh, uh, hot as we go into the playoffs. And I, you know, you know this, Rob, whatever the forecast was for the number of wins for the Cardinals, you're, they're usually going to be, you know, in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. So even though they, they it looked like they were going to win 93 games or whatever, and they found their way back to where they were going to probably be. So I can't – that's just natural – that's not how baseball is. So that September, maybe was just, you know, water fighting its level as opposed to
3: the manager needed to step forth a little bit. I will say especially given the fact he was the youngest manager in baseball, is I think he held – he more than held his own. I mean, he was not out of oh, – no, a ship out of There was
2: never or, or, a time where I did not think
3: – He was up to the job. I mean, I disagree with some of his decisions sometimes, especially when it came to bullpen management. But, you know, I would do that with any manager, probably. So um, after the starting five, uh, in terms
1: of the starting pitching rotation, Mm -hmm. Dakota Hudson is your six. Mm -hmm. And then who's your next in line?
3: I got to go through Probably Labor Tour.
1: Are you still...
3: Uh, yeah, I don't, I tell you, the I don't know that he's going to be a number By one. the average fan is not good. You still, still think young. there's a chance. He's still young. Yeah. And, and I don't think he's necessarily a number one starter, but I think he can be a quality big league starter. I agree. Middle, middle of the rotation. I, I
2: just don't think he's... He's had his opportunities, but I, I think he just needs to pitch more. Okay. I really do.
1: All right. Now, Rob, since you study the Cardinals minor league system as well as anybody, give us... The next name in the organization, after Jordan Walker, pitcher or everyday player, who you think could have a big impact in the near future. Gordon Graceffo. As a starting
3: pitcher. Yes. Or as a reliever. I mean, I could could see him making this team as a a reliever to start with because if they have enough starting pitchers, I think he'll be a starter in 2024. Yeah. But I could see him in the bullpen this year.
1: And throws mid to high 90s -hmm. as a starter. Mm -hmm.
3: With a very good strikeout to walk ratio. And I, I like Mason Went too. I really think Mason went has got you. I don't know that he's necessarily going to make an impact this year, but I think he's he is going to be the shortstop of the future. So what happens with Edmund, very young and in the prime of his career and productive? It's interesting to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Just, well, you know, if he has
2: a good season again, then, he's got, you, know, then you can't –
3: can't keep everybody but
2: you can't keep everybody i said you can't discard him but at the same time you can't keep everybody
3: and his his future might be tied to how you know nolan gorman plays might be tied to how brendan donovan plays because he can still very easily slide back over to second Well, that's what i was going to say
2: that is he your second baseman do you do you come to the conclusion that he's our second baseman
1: and then about when since you've seen him up close and personal
3: who is he He is gary templeton's arm what what else he runs great. Yeah, he's very a lot of doubles. I mean, he's yeah, it's, not going to hit a lot of a lot for a lot of power, I don't think. But I think, and I'm not know that he's a top of the order hitter in the big leagues. But I think he can be more than effective as, a, as an offensive player. Um, yeah, but excellent defense. I mean, he's got a, yeah, throws a hundred. I mean, really reminds me of Sean he Reminds me of as a shortstop. I mean, as far as an arm goes. Can um, okay, I mean, he hit 280. I think he probably could. I mean, he could also slide to center field. I mean, I also think he could play center field very well if he had to. If, if that's the direction that they need
4: to go, but I think they would prefer to keep them at shortstop.
3: All right, we'll take a short time
1: out. Rob Raines, Alvin Reed, Cole, take it away.
4: I want to tell you guys about the Mad Hatter Service Company. Chimney fires and dryer vent fires are common, but you can prevent these fires by having your chimneys and dryers inspected and cleaned. Call the Mad Hatter Service Company to schedule your appointment today. The best rated and most reviewed company in the St. Louis area. Did you know that most chimney fires go undetected and dirty chimneys because over $125 million in property loss each year? When you call the Mad Hatter Service Company, they'll clean and inspect your chimneys using their certified CSIA chimney sweeps that are state-of-the-art equipment that inspect and sweep first- and second-story chimneys, including oil, wood, and gas-burning chimneys. While sweeping your system, the Mad Hatter will ensure it is in working order. They will look for any problems that will prevent peak performance, and they will also recommend what is needed for your system to burn clearly and safely. So if you need a chimney cleaning or inspection, call the Mad Hatter to schedule your appointment today, 636-946-1622, or visit madhattersl.com. And for all your eye care needs, go directly to our guide, Dr. Michael Jones, over at Quantum Vision Centers. Give him a call, 1-866-260-EYES. Dr. Jones is a longtime friend of the press box, and he practices complete eye care in the metro area. From routine eye exams to LASIK and custom cataract surgery, Dr. Jones can get it done for you, just like he did for Frank. He's board certified in ophthalmology and also is an assistant professor over at SLU. He's a he's patient at several locations in the St. Louis area, so I'm sure there is one nearest to you. You can call him up and find out at one 866 260 eyes And when you call in, Tom Frank Cusamano sent you. This is 590 the fan.
5: Cam here for my friends at Block Dispensary. Stop by the Richmond Heights or Valley Park stores for the absolute best experience you can get with the most knowledgeable staff and the best variety in the St. Louis area. They have weekly and daily specials, so sign up for the Rewards Club and get emailed all the latest products and deals. Don't forget, you can still enjoy some extra benefits from getting your medical card at BlockDispensary.com or stop in and get in-person help. Recreational marijuana pass and soon everyone will be able to enjoy the benefits of cannabis with Block Dispensary, where helping people is our mission. That is how we roll.
6: Joe Fresta Jr. here for the Pasta House Company, where every order is made to order with fresh ingredients. The great Italian meal is as close as the Pasta House Company. With dine in, curbside pickup, and delivery, order online at www.pastahouse.com. Joe Fresta for Lordo's Diamonds, family owned and operated for 70 years. With over 500 engagement rings to choose from, Lordo's Diamonds are mined and GIA certified with a great selection of colored stones as well. Want custom jewelry? Lordo's will bring your idea to life. And don't forget Lordo's in-house jewelry repair. Lordo's Diamonds, located in Ledoux at 9222 Clayton Road, next to Truffles. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m.
4: Okay, I'm talking funny because I'm in the witness protection program. I have too much credit card debt and I don't want people to find me.
0: Okay, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about credit card debt. Right, those plastic things that we all have in our wallet. Are you in your 50s or 60s and you're still carrying around a mound of credit card debt? Wouldn't it be nice to start banking that money and save a little money for retirement down the road? We help people restructure their credit card debt all the time. We show people how they can get out of credit card debt in months, not years. Listen, you'll be carrying around credit card debt for the rest of your life unless you deal with it right now. We offer a free consultation so you can learn how you can finally wipe out your credit card debt and start saving money. Give us a free call right now. Call Debt Solutions Network now. 800-593-0297. 800-593-0297. Eight hundred five nine three zero two nine seven. Eight hundred five nine three zero two nine seven. That's eight hundred five nine three zero two ninety seven.
2: At Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, our mission is to provide our fans, racers, and sponsors with a first-class and up-close personal
1: racing experience. This includes unprecedented access, the drag trip, the oval, the road racing track, and a nationally sanctioned karting track. Plus special events such as contracts and corporate functions for year-round activities. And it's all just five minutes from downtown. For more information, visit www.traceway.com or call 618-215-8888.
5: Hey guys, Cam Jansen here, and the new normal really isn't that new when you stop and think about it. Basically, we're still after the same things, protecting our families, preparing for the future, and trying to make it all fit into a budget. At Country Financial, they've been helping people achieve those three important things for close to a 100 years, no matter what the current normal is, and they will still be doing it for years to come. Call Anthony Seifert, your country financial representative, at 636-379-4876 to take the first step towards normal
0: the mad hatter service company has been cleaning your chimneys air ducts and dryer vents for over 40 years they are the best rated and most reviewed for more information or to book an appointment go to madhatterstl.com welcome back to the hollywood casino press box now back to frank cusimano on 590 the fan and 590 thefancom
1: And welcome back, Rob Raines, Alvin Reed with us, Hollywood Casino Press Box on the all-new Five Night of the Fan. Uh, Somebody texting in, splashback news, in fact, the perception of Livator by the average fan is based on narrative, not seeing a pitch. Well, he actually did pitch, and his ERA was nearly six. Now, granted, we're talking about 35 innings, but even in Memphis, Rob, his numbers have not been good and some have actually seen him pitch. I mean I've seen the highlights from Memphis. His
3: ERA was in the fives. I want to see him walk less hitters. That's the thing I me. Mean, I'm not necessarily worried about the hits and stuff. Memphis AAA baseball down there is a tough place to pitch. I mean you're really hard, you know, a four like four something ERA is actually a pretty good year. I mean it's a really you know, AAA, a hitter's park. Yeah, so in the whole league. So so I think that, that I don't I don't necessarily worry about the numbers like that. I worry about the you know, strikeouts per innings pitched. not worry about the strikeout to walks ratio. He walks too many guys. That's that's part of it. The thing that's going to be interesting with all the pitchers this year is the how the impact that Dusty Blake has on them as the new pitching coach. First time without Mike Maddox being there for a few years. Now know Dusty been there the last two years, but he was just kind of in the background. Together. What's so, the book on him? He's a he's you know very good at studying the analytics. Very good at, at you, know, you know teaching how to find what little piece of that analytical data. It is that makes you good, and emphasizing that and making sure that that's what they kind of concentrate on getting the pitchers to do that and whatever it is that makes them good. And it's all different. Everybody's different. And the fact that he's not going to coach everybody the same way, he's going to individualize his instruction so that you're trying to get the best, maximize the best potential out of each individual. That's
1: what Maddox did? You know, that,
3: that's what, what he's going to do. But that. no, but the Maddox. Well, I'm not, say, I'm not saying he did or didn't, but I mean, you know, the old pitcher contact thing that they've done for years as far as not worrying as much about a strikeout. I think he's going to worry more about trying to get strikeouts. We've talked about before they were last in the major leagues in strikeouts last year. And that's, that's, you know, you don't necessarily, you can get outs other ways other than striking out guys. But sometimes you need a strikeout. Right.
1: Yeah, but d- Dave Duncan kind of had the same philosophy Correct. for all of his pitchers. No and it probably
3: depends on the pitchers. It probably depends on who your pitchers are. But to me, they're going to, tr- you know, that's the one thing I look for is to see how they change that pitching staff as far as getting guys that have more swing and miss kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, speaking of coaches, did Twitter run Jeff Albert out of town? Did he really leave? He could have come back, but he didn't like the criticism? That's
3: crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what the bottom line of his decision was. The fact that he ended up going to the Mets, if you don't like criticism in (laughs) St. Louis, hi, Jeff, welcome (laughs) to New York. Is he the head guy there? He's got some kind of a weird title, hitting director of hitting or something else. I'm not sure what his duties are going to be. I
2: have never... I, I just don't buy once you get to that level. Like, people... You know, like on the comment section of STL today, they're ripping me. Like, I okay, all right. why do you even read it? Yeah, like, wait, all right. If somebody told me about it, I, okay, what does that have to do with anything? I want to, I want to prove myself to be good at my, at my job. I know what I failed at, and I know what I succeeded at, and we aren't the worst hitting baseball team in in, in, no, in, in no. the majors. So. Yeah, so I don't think I—I I honestly don't think that was the, the only reason.
1: But with that said, do you think the reason for that gaudy win streak last year that propelled them to the postseason was when Mike Schilt took over and they changed the hitting
3: philosophy a little bit? Well, they did that before the streak started. I mean, it was like a month or two before that. I mean, I think when he tried to step in and make some changes. Yeah, I think um, to me, to me, I'll say not necessarily talking about Jeff Albert, but just coaching in general. I, I really think coaches get too much. Credit when things go right, and too much blame when things go wrong. Yeah, it manages the same way. I remember I did a, a story a few years ago about when all the different coaches, and I said, who who coached the coaches? Who was the biggest influence on each individual coach? And I remember what Willie McGee told me it was it was his little league coach or whatever, and he said that the the lesson that he remembered was the guy would be coaching third base, and Willie steps up to bat and looks down to third base, and the coach looks at him and goes. Don't look at me. I can't help you now. You're all. <laughs> yeah, it's, all it's all you. You know. So.
2: <laughs> wow. But I never, obviously, didn't come close to it. But I said like that. and I'm. You, baseball is your favorite. Yeah. I said, why is that? I said like my Mr. Brexler, my first coach in the League, just taught me exactly what was going on. And I remember I played, you know, shortstop and just little things where he said like, Alan, take two steps to your left. He's going to hit you the ball. He's going to hit it hard. So that's all he would say. Wow. And they say, I know, kapow! You know, like, and I was just thinking to myself, how do you know that? Right, and that's why I wanted to learn about what is really going on out here, and that's why I would be always upset when he said, like, hey man, if you're gonna change the pitch, you could like maybe tell us back here, but you know, like all that little. Thing. <laughs> I,
3: I would still say this too, especially at the big league level, and I'm not, and this could apply not just to the Cardinals but to any other team. I still think we're trying to figure out the best way to use analytics. I still think they are trying to figure out the whole balance between, yeah. you know, all that. There's so much information available now, the statistics. And, and, you know, I just think sometimes you get too caught up in that and just don't go play. Okay. Along those lines
1: in the analytics question, do you think that if Mike Schilt had a really good relationship with Jeff Albert, that Mike Schilt would still be the manager?
3: No. I, I'd say no to that. I think there was something else. That I, the, I think Albert, right the my relationship between he and Jeff Albert didn't help, but I think there were some other issues. And there. would it be that
1: that he pushed back against Moe, that maybe when he first got the job, boy, you're really lucky to get the manager job here, and he's going to listen to everything, but then, look, I'm manager of the year, I'm going to the postseason,
3: <laughs> I'm going to do it my way, and he pushed back too much? I think that could have been a factor. I think the use of analytical stuff could have been a factor. Uh, uh, not enough of it? Mm-hmm. Not, as enough of, not, not as much as the front office wanted Huh. And you can't be look, you could disagree without being disrespectful,
2: and I just get a sense that maybe he got
1: But upset. he does not <laughs> seem the combative type, but I'm not in when he's talking to those But guys. when he was going off on the Braves, you know, and then Oh uh, You know, there's there obviously there's some spirit
2: there that maybe that came out mm-hmm. in a meeting one time
1: and And he's remained in San
3: Diego Yeah.
1: Uh, which is interesting that he still he hasn't gotten a managerial job. Managerial he job. A,
3: he didn't even get an interview for anybody. Huh?
1: He'll get a job.
2: I guarantee you. Somebody will get fired here. And here. He'll get another job. He I will. mean, God, that
1: resume is really good. He'll get another job. Where is Mike Matheny's next move, or has he decided?
3: I think he gets paid for this year by the Royals, so I don't think he's necessarily has to be in a hurry to try to find something. I I would suspect he'll be an instructor, kind of you know evaluator, kind of role. I don't know if he'll be in you know a dugout, but maybe like a behind-the-scenes kind of role.
1: Mm. I guess like. If he was a little bit more dynamic and did a little bit of a better job in some of those post-game interviews, I think he could be okay at that because he's a smart guy. There's no doubt about it. But if you're so low-key, I mean... That's something that can't be coached in terms of being a, like a broadcaster. I, I did think, I, I thought that the Royals should have been
2: better than they were. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, they
1: regressed a little. Maybe that, yeah. And I don't know that it's all his fault,
2: but I just, they should have been a better baseball team than they were. They have more talent than that, the win-loss record showed the last two years.
1: All right. We uh, wish Dan McLaughlin all the best. And I hope he comes back and does great things with his career. But right now, the Cardinals are looking for a broadcaster, which is a really important role in sports, especially here. Mm -hmm. You tell me, anybody makes sense? I think a guy like Chip Carey, Parkway West, great career. I imagine as good as the Braves' job is, this would be even more appealing. I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to him in a long time.
3: I, I think part of the problem is you don't know what the contract status is of a lot of those guys who are already working for other teams. I, I've heard that they want somebody with major league experience, you know, in, in the job. Um, but again, whether guys, you know, free agent or, or um, you know, on their contract for multi year deal, and can they get them out of that contract somewhere else? I think that's going to be the, the issue there. I think anybody who's got Cardinal ties or St. Louis ties is probably somebody who's. Would have well, to pick up on the. On the like course. a guy
1: like Bob Carpenter, who's done such an unbelievable job and certainly has these strong St. Louis roots right. uh, the private. And again, the private I know he's ride. under contract
3: already with the Nationals for next year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I Aaron Goldsmith in Seattle, who's from St. Louis. Yeah. I've heard his name mentioned. Um, but again, I don't know what his contract status is. So. I think they should have tryouts. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to make Bob Carpenter do an audition? I'm
1: talking about me. Oh.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
3: and, and I mean, it also could be, and I know they don't probably necessarily want to go this route, but it could also be a case of just go trying to get through this season and then figure out, long-term you know who's available well let me ask you this. a little bit more could you
1: see a scenario and i'm i'm not objective on this because i like dan a lot could you see a scenario where they piecemeal it together this year mm-hmm. with some part-time guys maybe rick doing some play-by-play on tv and then bringing dan back the following year
2: no i don't see that happening why not i just don't think uh i don't think the greater st louis area would really appreciate that very much uh, i mean i've been
3: I, I have no. I think. I think it would depend on what the, or so the of yeah. the legal status is.
1: Well, over over the course of a year, you could probably get that thing worked out. I, do, I don't know. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's a pretty serious charge. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And and I, you know, if I'm the Cardinals, I, I I I just I don't I can't go there because what if what if something else happened? Mm-hmm. You know, then it just. I, just
1: um. One somebody just suggested, and I think he's the best play-by-play guy. Is Bob Ramsey. And it's not just public and basketball. Anything he does is really. I thought good. about
3: that too. But he's yeah, done, he did in Cardinal games in the past. He right. did.
1: In fact, he was on the Maguire when Maguire was on the 70 home run hit. He was in Florida hitting home, uh, doing those big games. I think he hit six. What was it, uh, Rob? Was it? No, 52 through 56.
3: In Florida, I think it, that was it. It sounds right. Yeah. Without looking back at it, I don't remember for sure. I think it all depends on what, who's available, and what they decide their strategy is that they want, how they want to go about filling the job. Do they want somebody now that's going to be here for the next twenty years, starting you know in March, or do they going to say, okay, we'll just get through this season and then? see
2: what I happens. thought that they would,
3: quite frankly, because they hadn't hired anybody else. It, it's
2: January. Quite frankly, and that means you're about eight weeks away from actually having a ball game that people <coughs> have on. I don't. I think they're just going to do it with what they got.
3: I think what I've heard too is that they want to have somebody in place, whoever it is, whichever way they go, by spring training, so they could be around the team. That's what I mean. Oh, you so better. So them. I don't
2: think I don't think a name is going to come. I could be wrong.
1: So yeah. broadcasting jobs are not like college coaches, where they just leave in a heartbeat, even though they got a four-year extension. <laughs>
3: I think it depends that the Cardinals would have to work out, or Valley Sports would have to work out the deal. I mean, if it's somebody who's already a Valley Sports employee, just in another market, probably would be easier to get that contract than than somebody who's not a ballet sports employee who works for another team i i don't know all right what do we have coming up
2: uh,
1: first of all in the st louis american
2: oh well well um you know i was you did a marvelous job at uh, demetrius Johnson. oh yeah uh, memorial service and i wrote my column about that uh this week
3: and uh, probably start talking some baseball myself here very good how about what's, winter, winter warm-up coming up here
1: in the next week we're
3: gonna get geared up for that very good.
1: All right, men. Greatly appreciated. Thanks so much for coming. Great really appreciate it. Time, All right, big day for Kansas on the uh, Hollywood <laughs> Casino press box. We'll take a break. We'll do a little five for Frank when we come back.